No, man. It's, it's way cooler than that. It's way cooler. It's it's so cool watching people just move through the environment. Welcome to another episode of No Crisis Yet. I am John Lynch. And I'm Ben Brown. Boy, Ben. Boy. Um, it's, been a, it's been a trip. I think mm-hmm. for the country, I think the past month has been, or yeah, January. It's only been a month. <laughs> Hits oh, yeah, I know it's felt. Off of desk. <laughs> uh, at this point, they should just reset the clock on 2020. And be like, okay, actually, yeah. we, we haven't gone to 2021. So it'll be like, Ben, you are actually 36, but since you have this voucher, you're still 36 now, <laughs> even though. <laughs> yep, we we get a we get a mulligan on 2020. Really? Um, we're really yes. Uh, so. Last episode, we talked cyberpunk, and we kind of split the episode into, like, the controversy around it, the all the other crap, like, uh, just performance issues, and, and PlayStation pulling it off the store from the base game, uh, the base PS4, and, like... Yeah, and the game itself, also. Yeah, and, and the <laughs> idea was that this episode was going to be, like, more like our, just our shooting from the hip, like, you know, as players, the way we usually talk about games, which is, ah, oh, you know, I did this, and this was cool, and... And yeah. we're not really addressing the outside stuff. Um, that did not go as planned for me. <laughs> uh, I got one ending. I got the basically what is what turned out to be the default ending if you didn't do any side shit. And right. I just basically felt hustled into that. Um, it's, yeah, so that's like the um, that's the Hanukkah one, right? Where you where you talk yep. with her and then you do her plan essentially. Yep. Um Let's just mention we're going to spoil all the. Oh stuff. yeah. So, so if you have any sharing. interest in cyberpunk, uh, GTFO, that we're, I'm just going to we're going to get into. Yeah. It. So yeah, because that's like the one that the game gives you. It's the the final mission. If you just rushed through the game and didn't do any side, that's the one you would get, and then you wouldn't have any other options. Because essentially, for me at least, since I did do every side quest after she talked to me, um, Johnny and me talked on like a rooftop or somewhere and we're like he gave me the three options essentially and one of them is oh, there's a there's a fourth option just kill yourself right there and you end the game early which is Man. very very depressing but um but basically they give you or if you've done all the stuff you have the option to uh go with johnny and rogue which is if you've done his side quests i guess and go with hanako which is the default one and then go with the alicados if you've done pan am's side stuff right basically. so i i did pan am side stuff she was my main squeeze in the in the campaign mm-hmm. um i like her she's a great character she is that a good character in that she has flaws she's hot-headed she's kind of a pain in the ass and she doesn't play well with others like yeah but um, she's like I, self-aware of it in certain ways yeah and, yeah. and, and she's that's a for good me, cd project character in my yes opinion. and that for me was the most witcher 3 thing was like women like the idea that, like, Geralt and uh, Triss and uh, Yennefer, like, have this, like, long history and that Yennefer has, you know... <laughs> Yennefer's, at this point in, in the game, is just, like, over... Not over Geralt, but she knows all his shit. Right. right? And you get the I, sense that, like... I like how old they are. Like, that's one yes. thing they, they bring up maybe a little more in the show. Although I guess they do kind of bring it up in the games at points. But, you know, these guys are both over 100 years old. Yep. And they've, and they've been, been, been part around of each other's life for, like, half a century. Yes. Um, and so I was like, all right, why, why, when I did it the first time, did I not go with Pan Am? And, and because it's the way it's, they phrase, they phrase the it, they make it sound like everyone's going to die yep. basically. And it's just like, well, I didn't want to drag her in. So yeah, I, I, I role played and didn't drag her into my shit. Like I felt that that was the right thing. Um, lo and behold, that was the wrong choice. The default ending is awful. 
Uh, yeah, so this is the corpo le- ending, basically. Yep, it again. leaves you with a horrible feeling of literally your soul. I'm just going to summarize it. Yeah, your soul yeah. gets stripped out. Right? They strip out Johnny. The construct is removed. The relic is removed. But you, you don't feel the same. Mm-hmm. You are not 100% there. And you get, you know, I think, I don't know if this is every ending. We'll get into why I, only, I haven't checked the other endings. Mm. Um, basically, you, you get fo- like voicemails from all the other characters that you... Yeah, it's like encounter. a Fallout-style kind of like summary of side quest characters, essentially. Yeah, but Fallout at least tells you what happens down the road. Like, right, Fallout, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so that was two weeks ago, roughly. Mm-hmm. Or three weeks, whenever we recorded. And, and I was like, all right, so, you know, I've put in 120, 30, 40 hours, whatever... Um, I'm, I'm kind of over it. I have stuff, other stuff. I got VR. I'm going to, you know, I, I want to play around with other stuff. This game is taking up a lot of my time. I'll come back to right. the endings later. Mm-hmm. So last night, I was like, all right, so I'll do one more side quest. I finished um, Kerry. Is that his name? Who is Johnny Silverhand's guy who yeah, has this? Kerry Car- Uridine. Yeah, so Kerry Uridine. I finished his quest out, and he basically made peace with the dolls. The yeah. um, And that was a great quest. And I was That's like, a good oh, quest, this, yeah. That was a good a warm-up. I'm like, okay. So I did a few more quests, went around, like bought a few more cars, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, all right, I'm going to redo it. I'm going to do an ending. So I did the Aldecott. I, I was like, I got up to the rooftop, sitting with Misty, mm-hmm. talking to Johnny. And I'm like, no, we're going to fucking, we're going to do Pan Am. Yeah. We're going to bring Pan Am in. We're going to do it. So you go out, you go back to the uh, Aldecotto camp. Um, you, you can talk to them and you're getting the sense of like, holy shit, we're getting ready. Like, yeah, it you feels, have a party. Yep. You feel full suicide squad for Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Like th- that's how it felt. You got, like, the um, one tank, and... Yep, and you have the Basilisk, and, you, and that's about it. And Pan yeah. Am and Saul are tentatively basically saying, yeah, all right, we'll work together, but no matter how this plays out, like, even people that you talked to around the camp are like, Pan Am, it might fuck this up. Yeah, she, this, this might be too much. This might be too much, like, this, and this is classic Pan Am, where it's like, you know, um, she... She tells you how her thinking process is. She tells you how she plans things, and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was, I forget what her little acronym is for it or whatever. She has a little saying, but uh, right. yeah, yeah. When you're like looking over the party, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So you're like whatever. Um, and I go to talk to her, mm-hmm. and everything breaks. No, oh, no. I couldn't advance it. I couldn't talk to anyone. Nothing was advancing the quest. God and um, <laughs> I uninstalled the game. Uh, yeah. yeah and that's... I just, I. I'll watch it on YouTube. I, I am I, at my wits end with this I fucking could, I game. Could, I could tell you what happens in that ending. I'll, I'll just watch it. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. don't tell me. I'll just watch it. Um, but does Pan Am die? No. Do you die? No. Saul does. Basically, so basically, oh, so, like in yeah. the spot where um, where Rogue dies in Johnny's ending, and where I don't know who would die when Adam Smasher you fight him because I assume you fight him yep. in the other ending too. Whoever he kills is different depending on who the ending is, but he kills somebody no matter what. Fascinating. And so it's Saul in that case and it's it's uh, Rogue in the, the Johnny Silverhand ending. Oh, is it Takamura? Does Takamura die in the oh, maybe. ending? Maybe I, if he shows I, up honestly, again. I just... Dude, I've had it. Like, I, this is the first time I felt... not Maybe not the first time I've ever felt this, but like, that took... All the wind out of my sails. Oh, totally. And I mean, I was, I was honestly like, so heading into the ending, I had heard enough bad stuff about the ending being more buggy even than the rest of the game, and that I heard a lot more people running into bugs at the end of the game, and not necessarily game breaking ones like you're describing, but ones that just like totally ruin any amount of dramatic weight or anything by like characters speaking over each other and stuff like that. And I even had some of that in the epilogue, at least. But um, 
But going I, I in, just, I was like, I think I should just save this until they patch it more because I hear the ending. Because like, Jeff Gersman specifically said on like the Bombcast, like he got to the end and it just totally fucking broke. And it yep. did, he had the exact same reaction of just like I put like he put a lot he put less time into it than you, but still the idea of like you come to this big conclusion, you know, like if you're gonna polish up one part of the game, it should be the beginning and the end, right? And especially of this like very polished kind of main campaign because the main campaign missions do feel closer to like a Call of Duty or something where they're scripted and they're bigger like action set pieces and stuff and so like you figure that the ending would be one of those ones they focus on especially because they make three at least three different missions to do it because if you go with the Aldecados you have a totally different approach than you do if you go with Johnny and and Rogue and I assume there's a different approach if you go with um with uh with Hanako you always end up at Mikoshi the yeah, of course. It's the place yes. you always fight and smasher, but all the other stuff getting there. So, like with the Aldecados, basically you go underground and drill up. Yes, I saw, yes, and I was looking forward to it. Man. Yeah, and and so and whereas with Johnny and Rogue, you fly in on a fucking AT, like an AV aerial vehicle or whatever, you fly up and just crash into the side of the building <laughs> and yeah, fight you your way down. Yeah, you go full punk rock. Yeah, right? it's like, cool. Um, you like you crash into this part of the skyscraper that's filled with a jungle, so it has a pretty cool like setting that's yep. not really so, like the rest of the game and so in in the corpo ending you go to a board meeting oh okay you go to a board meeting and then you, you're you're the witness to be like hey um Noboru is a fucking asshole right he um, killed and he's, whatever. yeah yep and you basically and then the board you know there's you're in the same jungle area mm-hmm. um but I, I need to get this off my chest like we are living in a time now in real life where it uh, the past three weeks of just oh corporations are Fucking us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, hedge last fund, week. Yeah. Hedge funds and fucking, we have white supremacists and Nazis. And they may, I'm, again, I'm just going to say this out loud because it feels, I cannot express to you that I, well, pre, I never pre-order games, Ben. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. I just don't. Um, it's bad but idea, with Cyberpunk, yeah. you goddamn know I did. I was like, they have so much goodwill and in my eyes, they can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Bloomberg article came out and all the shit, like, they, it, it's not that I think the developers, like, hate us. <laughs> no, well, and I would but, also say, uh, just to join on to, like, uh, so I read the Bloomberg article that they put up, which it, it, it read a lot like the Bioware article. Like, it's very similar problems of, like, management didn't really know where they wanted to go with it till it was too late. And there was a lot of, like, ah, you know, we made The Witcher work, so we'll make this work. It's the same as the, like, Bioware Magic thing they were doing there. It's just, um, I don't know. It definitely seemed bad, and I don't want to underplay that, but it definitely didn't, I, I didn't see the smoking gun that I thought I was going to see in but, there. Like, it all but, just felt like stuff I've heard before at other studios. Yeah, th- no, no. There's, there is no, like, Team Bondi, or Team Bondi, like, L.A. Yeah. War. Like, look, um, it, this is, this is the whole, this is the tenor for where I'm at with cyberpunk. And it's not just cyberpunk. This is cyberpunk I'm just using as the beachhead for my whole argument on this. Is like, mm. love went into the game. Yeah. Cannot deny it. A lot of like, people worked on it. <laughs> there, a lot of people worked on it. A lot of people crunched on it. Um, but the reality is, it's the same few fucking people at the top, management and executives... They, they pulled the trigger on push this fucking thing out. We have commitments to stockholders. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter if the developers didn't hate us because the product came out the way it did. Right. And you're still left with that that experience. The ending you got is either an ending you didn't like or one that didn't work. And ben, that's like the, the, incredibly disappointing. Yep. The ending for me is that 
the best parts of this game had nothing to do with the story. It was me going from gig to gig doing Deus Ex, and that's yeah. it. Um, and, you know, there were some little stories that were great. Pan Am, like, there are little bright spots. But you look at this whole thing, and I just see, like, there was years ago, there was mm-hmm. just, um, there was an oil tanker in real life mm-hmm. that just fucking a corporation said, well, it's not worth it. Um, we can't salvage it. We're just going to let it go. And they didn't know where it was going to end up. This is a giant tanker <laughs> filled with chemicals, filled with engines, mm-hmm. filled with parts and oil, um, and they just let it slam into a beach. <laughs> and yeah, that in my head is cyberpunk. It is that. It is the corporation says, eh, well, you know, fuck it. Uh, put it out. And, and the, the, oh, well, they didn't mean to do it, and there were good people that worked on it. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter because the end result is the same. Yeah. I mean, the package that you get at the end is still something that is is compromised. I, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm that down on it. I think I also did, like I said, I liked the endings that I got. So I, um, I initially... Um, I initially got the uh, the Johnny Silverhand ending. That's the one I went with to start because um, I had just done his quest, and so I had that option to go get Rogue and do that. And that one's cool, especially the 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 mission itself is just very cool from an action perspective. Um, you get to fly in an AV or all over Nate City, yeah, yeah. which is the only time in the game you get to fly in anything, which seems insane. Um, but well, if you do the poli- if you do the politician one, um, the oh, mainstream yeah, candidate, you get to go in their AV. That's true. You get to go in their AV on that one too. Um, but so it's it's cool approach and everything, and then so you get down, you you fight Adam Smasher, he kills Rogue, and then you kill him, and then you go in and you dump yourself into the net and and um, shit, what's her name? The the Johnny's ex girlfriend, Alt. Alt, yes, yep, or whatever she is now that she's an AI or something like that, and she will either basically strip you out of the body and you live with her in cyberspace forever, and Johnny gets to take your body. Huh. Because, as she describes it, the chip has already fucked up your neural patterns enough that you can't ever go back to just being you, which is oh, like right, what yeah. also happens in the Corco ending. Um, that it's already been it's damaged, you're damaged beyond repair at that point. So that she says, if she puts you back in your body, you will die. It'll, I think she says, like six months or something. Um, but you get that time as yourself before your body totally turns on you, or you can let Johnny take it and you go into the net forever. And at first, I was like, well, I want to go back to the body. I don't want Johnny to have my body. Yeah. Um, and there's like, there's some point before the mission where you can tell him, like, your V will say, hey, you know, if I don't make it, I want you to take my body. Um, so there's this weird thing where, where they explain to you the endings, and then the dialogue choice they give you is weird. And it's this weird thing that, that the game has overall where, and I think this has to do with it being a script written in Polish, but they drop pronouns all the time. Like, it's very much, you know instead of I, that's not my body or it's it, whatever it's just not your body and, and so like the dialogue option was just very vague of like do I, I i don't want to and you're also inhabiting silverhand in some versions of that ending no so you're looking at your player character in cyberspace like you're existing outside of them so that makes it even more confusing so anyways long story short the first ending i accidentally chose giving johnny my body um and that ending's kind of cool. It essentially is just an epilogue where Johnny's like crashing in a hotel and he's teaching this kid down the hall who knows how to play to, to play guitar. Uh, of course, you're using V's body, so he doesn't know it's Johnny. But yeah, right. But you, you know how to use your hands like Johnny did and whatever. And this this kid has like a really abusive dad and he's really shitty, but he likes playing music, so you're helping him. And then you go. He's like your driver, uh, or you hire him as your driver, and you have him drive you to leave Night City, essentially. And on the way out, you can buy him a guitar, so you get to go to like this record store that I never knew was in the game, which is really cool. And um, it was just a neat kind of ending. I didn't like it because 
V was dead, <laughs> and I was walking around in her body. But it was it was all right. And so basically, you get on a bus and you leave Night City, and that's the end of that one. I'm like, okay, well, what about the one where I get my body back from that ending? And so I did that one, and basically, I got my body back, and I was back in Carrie's mansion with my uh, with Judy, who is my love interest. And I'm just like, apparently, have decided I want to be the biggest fixer in Night City. And I'm going to leave my relationship to go rob that space casino you hear yeah. about a bunch. Um, and so that ending is essentially you're like going on one last job and you have to go around to a couple people and tie up loose ends. And, and Judy's pretty mad at you, as she should be. And um, and so you you just get on a shuttle and leave Earth. And then you like have this short little moment on the space station where you get ready to spacewalk to go rob <laughs> rob the space casino. And that's where it ends is basically you floating towards the casino in a spacesuit. It was kind of cool that it sent you to space at least, but um, but I didn't like how that left to everybody, and especially during the credits, the call from from Judy was fucking heartbreaking because yeah. instead of her thinking you're dead, which is in the other one, which is pretty depressing, she just knows you fucking left her behind. So yeah, of course, it's pretty depressing. And so I'm like, well, those both suck. I just want one where I end up with her and we both leave Night City because this place is a dump, <laughs> and and so that's the Alicados ending essentially. I won't summarize everything about it, but basically after you get done succeeding and getting your body back um you uh you meet up with your uh you meet up with pan am and your guys are gonna go drive across the border with the rest of the the aldecados because you know you just broke into arasaka so you got to leave the country essentially right yeah and so uh you go and you're getting to this like way station right near the edge of the map and then you get there and he's like hey surprise here's your here's your romance interest i assume it'll be whoever you have and and then you can kind of say like i don't know how long i'm gonna live but let's get out of here and do it and so you have this cool scene where you you drive across the border during a sandstorm and then you end up on like this kind of uh this like flat plane that's like i don't know what it is it's like water like a lake i don't know if you're in a hovercraft that's why you can float across it but this is very serene scene of you and judy on top of a or you and whomever on top of your vehicle going out across this big mirrored kind of like ocean and that's the end of it and i'm like oh that's the one i like so that's the ending of the game that i'm good with and it felt complete it feels like you can't make a sequel in any of these cases because v's dying in all of them yeah um, I, which is yeah. a weird choice uh considering you know the witcher had a bad ending for sure the witcher had the one where you could have siri end up getting killed and then you just kind of become a depressed witcher for the rest of your life and it's pretty sad um but the other two good endings which i think are the ones most people got um are are pretty definitively like yep Geralt's still around siri's still around everyone's still here we can do what we want whereas this one really closes it uh which i thought was which is interesting yeah i don't, I, I don't know how they do dlc in that framework especially because if they do it within the framework of the game you have that relic in your head because once you beat the game and get to the end of the credits it just sent you back to before yep you're the right, last right, mission right outside ember and and um which is what they did in witcher 3 also until blood and wine came out and then they added the end stuff your end choices were added into the game and there was a post campaign game essentially so were you, were you but, uh, there's no argument that we both got our 60 dollars worth out of this game yeah yeah i played there, i'm not close to 100 hours out of it and, yeah. and i enjoyed a, a decent amount of it like yeah definitely some broken shit and I, I'm very happy that my endings more or less worked without a, a hitch I did have a couple points in Johnny's ending where the, the dialogue like stepped on top of each other but that happened throughout the whole game so <laughs> I don't know that that's specific to the ending um, but I, I felt satisfied at least by one or two of them and and I thought the way the final mission was significantly different was cool um, so yeah I don't know it was a good at least because the, the campaign was probably I think you're right also like it just didn't the story was 
decent enough and i think towards the end when it started to get into like all right what's going to happen when johnny gets out and as johnny was more of a uh less of just a joker presence and more of a like active part of the story i think that worked well um but that all depended on if you did his story too like if yeah. you did his his side stuff which i feel like they railroaded you into in a way that it feels like you you almost intended to do it um but but, but so but yeah to, to open up the conversation a bit mm. Um, just about what a triple A game should be now. Mm. Um, I, you you know, you know where my head is at when it comes to game design and what I like. I'm a systems guy, right? I, I like right. games that unlock or like you unfold them or you you're kind of going through the onion layers, right? So Dark Souls, there you start with you know you start in an actively hostile environment and you're you know. You're basically you're crawling, weak, weak yeah, you're and weak. Uh, befuddled, and yeah, and it's... and every every like there are times where you know the archway, the next archway might be a big ask. You might mm-hmm. just right you're, because of the enemies involved, and and you're you. But once you have that knowledge, right, you you know how it's all connected. You have that place is in your head now, right? Um, right. Um, the witness, same thing. Yeah. Same thing, right? You're you're. You're, you're just you're moving through this land, and it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Is there even a story here? And, and witnesses purposely, there is no real story, right? right? And, and um, I would say the like the opposite thing that that AAA games do is they try to pull you through all that content. Yep, through and, either missions that take place near those things, or but they always do something to. It's the roadmap is marked for you much more than oh yeah than those those games you mentioned. Um, but I don't, I just don't see. So the, in my head, the essay I want to write is like. Mm-hmm abstraction and fidelity right so the apartment and i think i told this maybe i talked about this in the last podcast i can't remember but like the the apart these apartment is beautiful right it's yeah. flushed out and, and the environment is great um but you goddamn know there's locked doors and you mm-hmm. okay so you have all these detailed cars and stuff um you can't do anything with them like yeah. it's all there for show it's just literally window dressing and, and let's be clear this was not a, an immersive like this is not a simulation like they never claim that they never no. claim that it's a simulation, right? Um, but they did claim it was an RPG, and I, I think it does work in the, in the, in the RPG, pen and paper. In the pen it, and paper, yeah, sense. and it does work in that sense in some cases. But I think just because of the way, you know, a lot of systems in that game essentially feel half finished, or you know, they just kind of started an idea and didn't get to finish it. it yeah, it's like I don't want to call it a the... failure because I enjoyed playing it. But like, if I'm actually objectively looking at it as a piece of RPG design, like it's fucking broken. Like it's completely but, but broken. But it's fundamentally broken. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, even just the combat and stuff. If you if you know, if you choose a direction for your character, so for me, I was like, oh, I'll do blades, and blades are fine. But the reality is, melee is busted because it, it is the mechanical thing of you have to walk up to the person. Okay, so you respec, you go full into pistol and cool, mm-hmm. and so your critical, my criticals with a pistol, yeah. were breaking the number. Like. Yeah, I got just, criticals that were like forty, fifty thousand on headshots. And so, okay, so it's not really you're not really playing it for. Then why do you have the loot system? Why do you have the colored loot system? It, it's meaningless. Yeah, um, absolutely. what's the point? Uh, it, it, I, they could have made a smaller experience. Like if they had just done like a Half Life Alex or something more focused. I. Yeah, like, well, and, and that's the oddest part of the game to me is that it has these two duality of like it's a big open world with a bunch of shit all over the map and there's a million places to visit and whatever. But at the same time, if you were to focus on the main story and the way that the game very much encourages you to narratively uh, through making you almost die and all this other stuff, 
it's a very quick game that takes probably 20 to 30 hours to beat and it has a bad ending if you don't do side quests it just is so schizophrenic on what it wants to be it does it want to be like this polished campaign with a bunch of like cool movie cinematic style missions or does it want to be a bunch of little uh pieces of like here's a level design figure it out with your powers express yourself as a player and it's like those two halves of the game exist next to each other but they don't really ever seem to mesh and it's just such a bizarre thing because the Witcher 3 just did such a good job of that. Like, it pulls you through I, the areas. I wanted to be in The Witcher 3. I wanted to walk around and get on a horse and go to cliffs and look out over the... You know, like, yeah. I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be in Geralt's Vineyard, right? I wanted Yennefer there on the couch outside under the tree. And yeah. I just... I want to go to Skellige. And, right... Um, and there's so just, many points in the cyberpunk where things like that almost get there where you're like oh i love judy she's like she's a great character she's now my my girlfriend so can i go visit her all the time and talk about all our missions it's like no she has one set of dialogue that is pertains to the most basic stuff about your character and that's it and then she shows up in the ending depending on how it works out but it's just like so so and this is there is a version i'll I'll, i will go down this rabbit hole there is a version of this game and again, you know I'm a systems guy, and you know what I'm, I'm into procedural generation and all that, but there is mm-hmm. a version of this game where you create your character as a blank fucking slate, there is no V. Yes. And you are just literally bouncing between gigs, and it is it is completely open-ended. It, yeah, there, it feels right there, like the section where you have it, it's basically a montage in the beginning that speeds through yes. you and Jackie from when you yes, meet to yes. when you become like people that can get meetings with fixers and it feels like that should have been the game is that part where you're just hustling around night city and it's open and you're defining your character through actions and choices as opposed to like the game literally fast forwarding through that stuff to get to the like to the dire cinematic plot that they have set up it's just it's so it's it's bizarre i mean it definitely feels like they were trying to like i think they had said at some point along development that they wanted to make the main campaign quicker because no one beat the witcher 3 like statistically speaking. i know which is sure i'm not against that i'm not against that at all yeah and i think you know rockstar has said the same thing but they've also like they've said that since gta 4 but they never stopped making long 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 single player games so i don't know I, i i think they are probably better off sticking to their guns and doing what they do best in creating this bigger thing than then trying to make this game popular for everybody which is seemingly also what they tried to do is they tried to make it a shooter that appeals to people who like that kind of game they tried to make it you know edgy and cool and gta like for that people but like that barely works and like they also tried to keep witcher stuff in it but that stuff feels diluted so it's just yeah it's, it's... So, so you you have these people crunching on these art resources right like the, the mm. models are brilliant and like they just everything like jackie you can look up at his look at his coat and like every, it, the it facial is animation is quite good too yes which it's, it's not last of us level but it's like for for that kind of game and especially compared to like fallout or something it's it's quite good. right but but to what end what to what end if you're gonna do a witcher 2 style witcher 2 there is open areas right right but ultimately, you got railroaded into in big set pieces. Yeah, they were like maps, essentially, as Correct. opposed to a big open world. And that would that have been the better route? I don't know. Like, Maybe. to have a truly open world world, like, you have an open world game where as soon as you try to treat it like an open world, it breaks down. Yes. Immediately. It just immediately breaks down. People can't get out of their cars. Cars are slamming into barricades. Like, the cops, like, literally barely work. Yep. Like, to the point it's crazy they even included them as a system in the game. What's the... What is the fucking point? Like, you... you like I said, it, it is the same thing of, like, you have all this fucking processing power available, and you yeah. have all this memory, and what'd you do with it? You slap together this fucked up, like... It's, like, it's the... Schizophrenic... Um, yeah, it, I, I don't know... Is this the future? Like, 
I hope Shadow, so. I Shadow mean, of Mordor. Let's just this is here's an example. Shadow mm. of Mordor. The consistent right like that procedurally generated rivals. Yeah, right. The, the nemesis and it was like, system. The nemesis system. Holy shit. Like that was heralded as a big innovation. Great. So we're actually using the hardware for other shit besides, oh, yeah. we can bump map your teeth. Do you know and what we, I mean? Yeah. Um and that's that's a good example of like that was a thing back when it came out that was like because the jump from like PS3, Xbox 360, PS4, Xbox One, whatever was pretty negligible on visuals. Like it looked a little better and stuff. Sure. But you saw stuff like No Man's Sky or like that where they used the processing power they didn't have before to do stuff in the background almost. That that you know, and, and the Nemesis system is like. That's one of the ones that I just keep, you know, I, I think I, I watched uh, Game Maker's Toolkit did a video this week about it. Yes. And they, they mentioned that they actually trademarked that system, which is something I didn't know. Interesting. Uh, so it can only really be used in that, like, namesake. And, you know, it's 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 concepts defined in the patent and shit, which is weird that you can but even, copyright even that stuff. But Yeah, even Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah. Like, let's, if you, so I have, we're not going to get into VR yet, but that game of, like, okay, it's. I don't want to say it's just a flight simulator. It is the planes are beautiful. Like the yeah. graphics are amazing. But it but knows I what can, it, it knows what it is. Yep. And it leveraged the tech to say, "Hey, fly over your house. Fuck it. Yeah. Find your house and fly over it." It's the first right? thing I did. <laughs> yep. And every, a lot of people, right? Yeah. Um. And and to me, that's like, oh my god. In my head, it goes, "There is nothing stopping. There is nothing stopping them from making the next Forza drive anywhere you want." Yeah. I Fuck mean. It. I- as long as they can, I mean, obviously there's fidelity problems and stuff, but um, they, they're, we're not far from that. Right. We're not far from okay. Just take, just take the Forza physics engine and the map. Just make it so that it is photogrammetry. Like you can drive past your house. It yeah. won't obviously it will not be one to one, and they'll have to place buildings. But they, they already they have they're, that. That's what Black Shark AI does, right? Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they already they have made a playable version of Earth, which. In and of itself is insane. Right. Um, that is the thing. And like this, I don't, I this don't is, know what I was expecting. This is the Westworld thing of like, oh shit, it's breaking down. Yeah. It's breaking down. And, and it, like, it's, it's that thing of like, it looks beautiful until you put your finger on it and your finger just goes right through. Right. And you're like, oh, I, there was a point where I was, <laughs> mm. I was on a motorcycle driving mm. through downtown. I was on a major highway. So mm. clearly a high traffic spot. And I saw a building, and I was like, oh, you know, I missed my off-ramp. I'll just hop off my bike, and mm. I'll jump down onto the roof. Jumped off the roof, fell right through the fucking building. <laughs> just, like that, and I was there just ain't like, no good. collision on I'm, that roof. <laughs> I'm fucking good. I'm all set. Thanks. And it sucks Close the they, game. They give you a bunch of abilities that let you go on rooftops. So you, you, you're you kind of given the impression early on that, yes, you can climb all over these things. And then, yeah. Yes, but then you good. find, oh, there's no textures up here. And, oh, right. there's no collision. And, uh, and like... It's not that I'm saying, oh, they should have modeled everything. No, I'm not saying that. It's that they got to pick their fucking fights. Right. Like, pick your battles. Well, uh, and that's, I think, the the grand unifying thing about this game is, is d- independent of how much I like or dislike it, is that it really just feels like a billion different directions at once. And, uh, you know, it's, it's if you read the stories of production, like, that, that makes sense, is essentially they, they were prototyping for a long time and then you know they got done with the witcher 3 and they started really working on it in earnest and then it sounds like the you know the people at top who who you know play the quests and go oh this doesn't feel right this doesn't blah blah, blah like that stuff was all gummed up and then so they just ended up with a timetable that was completely unrealistic and as i i think i said last week this game just feels like constantly someone poked their head in the room and like yeah we can't finish that just tie it off like maybe we'll come back to it 
but it, it but then you end up with this end product that just doesn't gel in any way and it, it doesn't have a yeah. it doesn't have a specific focus because it's like it's not quite an open world rpg because the story stuff intrudes a lot on that and then the story stuff doesn't quite work because it sends you out into the open world and and but then also you know has you ignore most of it if you go that way and it's it's you know i think as a game world or whatever i think night city is pretty cool like i got really used to it and got really uh, you know, kind of got used to where every district was and what was different about them and stuff like that. But it never, it was never, you know, um, as well thought out as as kind of The Witcher was and how it pulls you around. Because The Witcher is an open world game; it's meant to pull you around a big map. And this game, and you stumble upon camps, and, right? And, yeah, and, and this and, game and... is stuck in between where it's like, no, everything's on the map here. You don't explore anything, but also you should go down every alleyway. But also, <laughs> you if should you do, do the story every... because you're dying. Ah, it's just yeah, it, it, it's it, so it is Ludo. It is Ludo narrative dissidents, and, and and the thing, and and it fails even as a GTA. I shouldn't say it fails, but I think it um, fails as a GTA game. Yeah, That's extremely does, fair to say. Not not just GTA. It fails as a because GTA is has systems. Right, yes. they have working traffic patterns. Right, they have pedestrians. Uh, and GTA they have working is a, fucking plane hangers. They have well, working plane hangers. And GTA like is a great series that I always think of as one that started much more systemic than it ended up, because they realized like hardware wise and other things that they couldn't do if they kept. Because you know, in GTA three, you could do stuff like. Okay, I know this mission. I'm going to get ambushed from these alleyways, so, <laughs> so I'm going to so go before I start the yeah. mission. I'm going to go block it with a bunch of cars, yep. and then I can start the mission, and they can't get in, and I blow up the cars and beat the mission in five seconds. Yes, you, the infamous triad mission. Yeah, start, yeah, yeah. It, starting with GTA 4, you cannot do that shit. It starts doing the rock star thing of making all the missions movie sets, and they just wipe the open world away when you're in the movie when you're in the uh, the missions. Or Red, and, Red Dead 2, when it's like, yeah. oh, I you are literally railroaded through the final one of the bank robberies. Um, you cannot blow up the wall by throwing right. dynamite at it. Right. You have to you pick have to up shoot the dynamite. Their dynamite. Yep. Yeah. And you and it's just like yeah. And so you can see that tension in Red Dead Two that we're kind of talking about with, with Cyberpunk, where it's like, do you want to be a story game or do you want to be an open world game? You kind right. of have to pick but, your but, lane. But, but because RDR Two works so much better, <laughs> I think it it, it kind of uh, it, it falls away on that game. Whereas in Cyberpunk, when, it's it's kind the, of constant. The thing with Red Dead Two is that it is—it really is like looking at a little mid, a uh, little Western cowboy diorama where yeah. this house is going to get built over the course of the game, and these right. people have schedules, and there are systems, right? right? So you, you know, and guess what? I like Arthur Morgan a whole lot more than I ever liked V. Yeah, v, no, that's Mail true. V, Mail V is one of the worst. He sounds schizophrenic. He and sounds well, like a million personalities are stuck in him. And the dialogue the choices do not make any fucking sense sometimes. It's the problem, too, with their whole, this kind of bifurcated approach where they have the open world game and the, the story game at the same time is the V from one doesn't match the other one. Because you have a lot more choices over what kind of V you have, you're playing in the side missions than you ever do in the main missions. And they don't ever gel in a way. And again, that's the thing that The Witcher was kind of famous for. So it's like... It's wild that they there's so many things that I almost took for granted that would have been good in this game that ended up screwed up, and it's like, God. yeah, it's it's a bummer. I mean, I would love to have seen what their finished version of this game was, but there is a part of me that thinks that, you know, even if they had another year, they would have been able to polish it up. But I think where they ended up with this kind of hodgepodge of RPG open world story game, whatever, I, that it still would have been hobbled in the way that it is but, now. But this Just, is not a, and, and so going back to the systems based game, look. Uh, no Man's Sky 
if No Man's Sky leaves a bad taste in your mouth, which it did for a lot of people, mm-hmm. guess what, Ben? There's a fucking quadrillion planets. So if, if you don't like it for a year and you go away and you come back and then you go to a whole new planet with the new systems and it feels tighter and the vehicles are better and you can start a yeah. whole new base, there's reason to come back. Um, I have exhausted all the story I wanted to do. I literally did every fucking gig. I don't think there's any gigs yeah. left. Like, I bought every car I wanted. I made... I broke the game in terms of money. Like, I've yeah. expended it. I, I am through this game now. There is no, like, oh, maybe I'll roll a new character um, with a different... You know, even Deus Ex 1. Right. Even Deus Ex 1 arguably has a little bit more... I think it does have more replayability than this fucking game. Well, just because, yeah, the missions are more complicated than the gigs generally get. And, and, and the builds actually matter because, again, as we say, a lot of these builds in this game are either broken in one way or the other just because the, the RPG mechanics don't... They don't work. <laughs> they also did my um, least favorite thing, which is like, oh, if you want to craft, you got to spec into it. But there's really no fucking benefit. Like, it yeah. just, the systems feel like they're on one planet. The characters and story and set pieces are on another. And then the open world is like on its own fucking planet. It yes. just never, it never feels it just, like cohesive. And yeah, it, it is like having a canker sore. Like, y- even if you're enjoying the best food, you're like, oh, that fucking canker sore. It's, something's <laughs> yeah. wrong. Like, something's not right with me wor- like walking through the world and people are clipping through shit. People are disappearing when I turn around. Like... Yeah. And for what? you? They, again, for me, it comes back to they put all this manpower into it. And for what? Like for a mediocre a, GTA knockoff. An unfocused game. An unfocused product at the end right. of it. But like, but like even, again, to bring back systems base. Like Space Station 13. Fucking hmm. looks like a late 90s, early 2000s Flash game. Yeah. But guess what? Someone can put you on an operating table, remove your lungs, replace them with re- like mechanical lungs, augment your eyes... Yeah. Um, you can tear up panels off the walls and get to the wiring. You can fucking fire yeah. up a warp engine. Um, and it's all simulated and abstracted, right? But the reality is it's still interesting that you can, you know, pressurize a room with gas or, you know, jettison people out. And, like, where is the tech, right? Where is any of that effort for this? It, it is literally... No, it, it's, it's a lot more... World. Yeah, it's a lot more put into production quality, which is visuals and, and, and voice acting and, and writing and stuff like that. And, and yeah, I, I do think the game would have been better had they focused more on, on um, doing something with the RPG part. Because like, that just feels like the part that they, they picked as one of the things they were doing. And, you know, it makes sense they did make an RPG with The Witcher, more or less. Um, but... Yeah, it's just I don't know. I mean, I will you know I will say at least for uh, for CD projects, their history is generally speaking being the prettiest looking game they can possibly release at any given time since The Witcher Two. I mean, that's kind of been one of their hallmarks. Sure. Their games look really really good, so I don't think they would ever do a stripped down game in that way. Um, no, no, I'm just saying like pick yeah. like I said, it's picking your battles, right? So right, um, they can still have it look great. I don't. It's not. Well, and I think they could have done a game that looks this good and been better if they had just focused on something. If they had just focused on the open world thing or this like cinematic story game they wanted to make. But instead, they just decided to make every game halfway and then kind of put it all together. And it's it's um, yeah. I mean, and I definitely think the the you know the the problem with the AAA thing too is like you can't also like lock people out of content. Like that's a big no, no. That's the thing that, that bleeds over into watchdogs Legion also, where it's just like, Oh, this, this play anywhere system is so 
innovative and interesting, but it's totally cut off at the knees because everybody can do everything. Like, there's no right. reason to use other characters. Like, they're just slightly better or slightly <laughs> worse at it. And so every mission has spider bots there. Every mission has vents there. Every, and, 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 it, and there's no point. And you, you, never, and pay con- you, never, is, yeah. Yeah, you never pay consequences for picking one, one character over another. And there's no consequences for There's no using... friction. Right? No. Yeah. Um, and, 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 that's, and that's kind of, that's indicative of, like, kind of all AAA development. Um, and it's it's you know it is interesting to me when I see a game like like Last of Us Two, which is very like no, you have to play it this way. Like it is a stealth game, you have to play it this way. There, but at the same time, there is enough uh, accessibility stuff in there that you can you can kind of tweak it to be a shooter if you want to be. But but it's still a game that like that's a game that has a defined point of like this is how you're going to play it, and and it's not a like oh you can just everybody can play every way and everybody can see all the content, and that's. Um, I think that's a big part of AAA that that doesn't mesh well with, especially systemic games, because systemic games are all about, you know, you've played through it once and you saw twenty percent of it because there are all these other yes. things you could have done. I mean, Spelunky and, is for me the holy grail. Spelunky and, think, and Spelunky Two are the holy grails of, you can put hour after hour into it, and even when you beat the game, even if you saw everything, you right. still have that. And even and this is Dark Souls as well. It's that still that thing of like, fuck it, I just want to go back in. Maybe yeah. I can do a whole. Maybe I can do a naked run. Maybe what if I, I accuse do... those bad fist weapons in the game? <laughs> like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Like, and, and you, you, there's no detriment to doing it over and over again because you're only building up that muscle, muscle memory and you're yeah. only going to like, have more appreciation for the, how the systems work together or don't work together or right. you know, a certain way of playing as others. Um, so interestingly, you bring up Watch Dogs Legion. That mm. was the game I, I, I... It's just been... That game could not have been worse timed because I... I hadn't finished it before Cyberpunk came out, and I was like, well, yeah. i got to play Cyberpunk at launch, and I did. Mm. And it just swept me up in, in the Deus Ex oneness of it. That's that's yeah. how... Those are why I have all those hours into it. Um, yeah. And Legion, I, as soon as you figure out, oh, every mission literally is um, go to this hack place. Hack the cameras, so, find yeah, the spider cameras. bots. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's not that I'm complaining, because it at least it's consistent. And so mm. I beat that game earlier yesterday, mm-hmm. and the, the story is god awful and extremely stupid it's um that is you know want to talk about a big sacrifice that was made for systemic purposes the like good characters and writing of watchdog 2 is like out the fucking window because they have to proc gen every character and just like that oh and of course sabine is evil by the way wow yes fucking big (laughs) shocker on that one uh and the credits rolled and i was like and you know look ubisoft games there were definitely characters like it, I've seen this in Assassin's Creed as well. It's been a problem, but like characters just literally like zooming across the map to get to, into cover and stuff, like bizarre yeah. shit like you just that. Just get sucked to cover and stuff. Yeah, there's yeah, there's but a I'm little bit like of over, jank, but over not like thirty yeah. feet, like that, that stuff was coming up too. And and the the boss mission, like the fucking endless combat of just like oh hold up, hold these enemies off while the, yeah. this fucking meter goes up. Um, oh, and I'm gonna call this out now. Of course. Of course they couldn't help themselves. The way you hack into the bunker at the end of the game is mm-hmm. a fucking Simon Says puzzle. Oh, sure. That, that Fallout 3 did. <laughs> Fallout 3 did the same fucking puzzle uh, in the virtual world there that you go in to find your dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like, really? That's, this is it? This a, is the... F- uh, yeah. That's a good example of a game that's kind of an opposite in some ways of Cyberpunk in that it has like this systemic robustness, but it doesn't know what to fucking do with it. So it just no. kind of like puts a really like even more generic version of Watchdogs around it than they're even, you know, I think but two hey, is. Yeah. It, 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 it said, hey, you know, at least it, it took more of a political stance than fucking Far Cry 5 somehow. That, mm-hmm. that blew my mind, which is like, oh, this is how a totalitarian uh, government works. 
Yeah, I get to right? taser a bunch of cops in that game. It's pretty good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and and you, they're basically, yeah, fuck, like, racists, and we're going to highlight people living in squalor and refuge. Of course, immigrants have to pay the price because yeah. that's what you do if you're making an authoritarian government, right? You pick your scapegoats, you then lock up the scapegoats, and we've seen it, yeah. right? Um, they're not brave for taking the stance, but hey... It's braver least, than a lot of Ubisoft games. Yep. And and it is... in It is... Fucking, perhaps it's just the state of things right now, but the mm. fucking idea that I, I finished Watch Dogs Legion and was like, yeah, it was about pretty much what I expected. Mm. And, you know, kind of left with like an okay feeling. I didn't feel attached to any of the characters, whatever. Right. And then three hours later, bitterly uninstalled Cyberpunk because I couldn't finish it. Right. Um, and I, it's, that's not on me. That Like, no. Th- that is not on me to say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to keep giving them chances. Like, I also, put my that, hours in. that uh, game has been out for over a month and a half at this point. Like, ten so patches, it, right? We're if it was patch. a week or two after and the ends were the endings were glitchy, like, sure. But, Dude, yeah, we're yeah. we're well past the point where that should be anything you should expect from a AAA game. So, like, yes. that's, yeah, that's a big bummer. I, I, <laughs> it is a bummer. Like I said, I think I, I ended up warmer on those endings just because as an ending to the story, I thought they worked in, in certain spots. I didn't I, think... That, the, I realize I realize it is unfair that I am criticized. It, it is well, and it isn't, right? If no, I, I mean, the overall problems with the game, I think you're right on with. Um, so I have my brother-in-law and his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, they bought it for PS4 right away, and I was like, eh, like you might not want to play it on that. I have a Stadia subscription. If you want, mm. I can just give you... I'll buy it for you on Stadia, and you can use my account. And they said, no, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and lo and behold, I get a video on Instagram that's literally... My sister-in-law just falling through the world, and these are <laughs> these people do not put these are not these are casual, the most casual of gamers, right? Right, they don't right. Play, and for them to experience what we've all felt since Bethesda games, yeah, and her just being like, I cannot fucking believe this. This is a thing, and it's like, mm-hmm. yep, well, yeah. this that's is why Sony pulled it from. The yes. Well, no, that's not why. I think it's because they don't have a refund policy, and they're like, hey, now, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. um, but, but but sure. Uh, to, can we can we tra- can we pivot to a, a more positive topic, Ben? Yes, yes. I think we can put a pin in, in Cyberpunk. I think we both have uh, had a mixed experience with it. I think Man. I maybe had a more positive experience overall, but um, I don't know. It's something well, I, I think because when it, in the moment, in the moment, sneaking through vents, you know, disabling, yeah. hacking, like that stuff. That's when it shined for me. Like breaking into a dojo to get to the basement to to save someone's wife, like. Breaking into a mental asylum to get... By the way, there's a random Blue Jasmine reference in that game. I don't know if you did that mm. side gig. Um, like, really on the nose, Blue Jasmine reference. I was like, really? They're going to reference Blue Jasmine? But that stuff worked. That was... That, for yeah. me, was, was there, what kept me There going. is stuff buried in that giant pile that we've kind of alluded to many times. Much like the giant landfill outside of Night City. I, yes. <laughs> and, and, but, and that's the thing. When you stand out there in... And you just look at it and you're like, fuck, this is an achievement in some ways. Yeah. But I can't stand playing it in other ways. Um, right. It's such a it's such a weird experience of a yeah. game, honestly. But uh but yeah. So, so. speaking of, of endless fields of trash bed. Yes. No, I, no. Like I said. So uh about a month ago I purchased an Oculus Rift S. Yeah. Um I have nothing I had nothing but skepticism. And you, prior to that, hadn't used any VR. No. I, I, so, uh, to get ready for it, and, you know, I was a big Google Cardboard guy. I thought that was fascinating. Mm. Um, Google Cardboard, for those who don't know, you print out a template from Google with a little magnet. That's right. You, rub you it, cons- wrap it around a, a, a phone. 
Yep, you put your phone into it and it basically splits your screen into a stereoscopic image. You put it on your head and you can look into um, these 3D scenes. So to prepare for it, uh, before I, I ordered it and I was like, I, I got to make sure I'm not like going to get sick sick. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a Quake VR app you can get on Android. And mm-hmm. if you have your Quake data files, like your Quake w- equivalent of WADs, and who you does? put it in. You put it on your phone, and if you have a Bluetooth-enabled controller, you can put it into like a third-party VR headset, just your phone, mm-hmm. and you can play the first episode of Quake 1 in VR. Um, oh, cool. And I definitely got a little motion sick at first, but... I, that game's fast as hell, man. Yeah, <laughs> it it's, like that's, it would, that's, it's an ask. Be, but, yeah. but overall, I got this, you know, I had... It, bear in mind, the screen is only 60 hertz, so you're, you're going to have that kind of disconnect. Oh, yeah. Um, but it worked, and I, I got the depth, and I was like, I think... And I played it for like 10, 20 minutes. I didn't get really sick. I never got vertigo. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, this might bode well. Um, you put on that fucking headset, and you you are in a 3D scene, and when you realize you can put your arm out, pick something up, and throw see it. See it in front of your face. Yep. And it just... It works. It it's amazing. Works. I mean, I, I think I want to say I did talk about, like, the first time I experienced... PSVR at my sister's house like a billion years ago. I want to say I talked about that on the podcast, but it, it is such a hard thing to talk to people about if they haven't done it because the stuff about it that is so unique and amazing is like scale and like the way it feels and the way it tricks you into thinking you're in the place more often than you'd think you would be able to. And it's like when <clears throat> when like little gestures like tossing an object between two hands or or just turning around to look around, look over your shoulder in a in a racing game as opposed to pressing a button. Like when that stuff, like that second nature stuff, kicks in, like it is, it's magic. Like it's it's amazing. It it when you have good headphones on, right? You put the headphones on, you're in it, yeah. and you have the the headset is adjusted correctly for your you know your face and yep. and you know you kind of and it's let's not you know look the resolution isn't great, it's not mind blowing, but that's not the point. Like you said, the point is the scale. So there are a few anecdotes, but one is um, I'm I flights Microsoft Flight Simulator really fucking took me. It, yeah, that's it came the one out, I yes. I have not seen yet, and that seems like it would be fucking amazing. It's it's heartbreaking because the performance is just not there, yeah, even I mean, on a thirty eighty on the two the two D version was hard yes. enough. So yeah, yes. So the, even with a thirty eighty, I've seen people struggling to get even above thirty frames per second. Um, yeah. and the only reason that doesn't make you motion sick is because the head tracking is not locked to thirty frames per second. So uh, okay. if you can, if I can explain, like you can move your head around and look around, and that doesn't feel laggy. But the okay. actual simulation, like you know, the controls and like moving, it it just feels slow and weird. Mm. That said, X Plane, which is kind of like the almost ran, it's been a you know that that's where a lot of Microsoft Flight Simulator people went to. Right, um, and that one does use map data, but it doesn't use the like advanced. Yeah, it looks like it looks terrible. So, yeah. it, it, you're not playing it for the terrain. Let's just be real. Um, right. it has nothing on Microsoft Flight Simulator, but. You go in that cockpit, dude, mm. and the way the planes are modeled, this is what Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator does not have, is mm-hmm. that you are using your hands in a cockpit. Oh, you can and reach over and flip switches and flip dials with your fucking hands. That's good um, shit. Flight Simulator, you have to use like a yoke or a controller. Right, yeah, you, but, or use the mouse or something. But I was in, um, I was in a, a Cirrus jet. It's a, it's a tiny little jet. I think it's the smallest, like, you know, quote-unquote civilian jet you can get. Mm-hmm. Um and I knew where everything was. And so I'm in it, and I'm like, oh, my God. 
this is the flaps. So I reached down and did my flaps. I did my pre-flight checklist. Like I'm like, oh my fuck, and I can, you That's know, I'm yeah. And you, the sense, like the performance is off the charts compared to Microsoft Flight Simulator. And I'm like, mm. oh my god, like I'm flying this fucking thing. And like everything I learned from Flight Simulator with the con- I, you know, I primarily fly in a controller. Mm-hmm. All that shit goes out the window, and you say, no, I'm holding the fucking joystick in my left hand, and I'm right. manipulating the throttle in my right. I'm looking around for switches. I can look at the glass cockpit and mm. make a... I, you have to turn the dials? So you oh, reach man. over, pull the trigger on it, and turn the dial to get your altitude and stuff. Um, it's every, it's everything I wanted. $300 for that fucking headset so I could get into a plane that I know how to fly and, and fucking feel like I'm flying it out of our local airport... Yeah, unbelievable. Um, the other the other experience was I think I I think I texted you right when it happened was Dirt Rally 2.0. Yeah, um, yeah. Fucking flying down like when you do a hill climb event and it's mm. flat 2D, you get none of the sense of like holy shit I'm on like That's a 45 a degree cliff. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're in the cockpit and you hear like mm. rocks bouncing off the fucking undercarriage and like the you know the wheels shimmying and like you're looking up you're looking. Out your, you know, you're looking where you want to go, not where you're not locked to just looking forward where the car is pointing. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I said to you, like, I, I could tell when I was on an incline, so I knew to give it more gas. Yeah. And that's like, a crazy feeling. And that's like, a, that is a good example of one of those things. It's just like, it replaces what would have been a readout or a meter or a line on the road or any number oh, of things that they so would have intuitive. had to put in yep. to abstract the, the sensation. And what VR does is takes away that abstraction and that you can just... The sensation feeds, like, the information you need to accelerate, to brake, to do whatever. And, like, yeah, just little things like being able to look into a curve before you take it is, like, something you do in your car every day. But you can't do it in video games because you would need another stick to look around. And it's just, it's too much to manage on a a controller. It's too too many abstracted actions on a controller. Whereas if it's (laughs) just your head and hands, how you use them in in real life, it gets just this, it, 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 the, the shortcut to immersion for that thing is, like, so... Uh, once you know they got the it's this weird combination like of motion controls and other stuff that they finally got to the point that it just feels the immersion like you just go from zero to 100 <laughs> compared to what a normal game is it's it, 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 it's cause you, fascinating cause as soon as you it's, it's hard to explain so my sister is getting um the oculus quest too that's the standalone one that's the one that doesn't have cords right correct and it's yeah. lower performance but I you can hook think, it in, but yeah. Yeah, so you can stream to it as well. There's and you yeah. can sideload stuff. So I, I'm I'm probably gonna help her with that to get like the interesting stuff. I don't. I think it works with Steam VR, and th- there's a lot of interesting yeah. stuff in there. Um, but the first time you get in and you see something, so uh, in Steam VR, there's something called the Pavilion, which is like their 3D space. Like it's yeah. like um, it's like your your home where you yes. start games from and stuff. And you'll be in a menu, and you'll see a bird fly through the window or fly over a window in the corner of your eye, and you. You look, and you just look over. And the, the moment you do that, the moment when you see something out of the corner of your eye and you look over to it, and yeah. it it's just... involuntary, right? Yep. Like, it's that thing where it just happened like it was in the room with you. Yeah. And that those moments in VR are definitely the ones that are just like... it's You, you sound like you're proselytizing when you talk about it, but it is just like... It fools all enough of your senses... The only one they really haven't figured out yet is touch. <laughs> and I mean, Jesus, Ben. I'm, and smell, I'm just, too, I guess. Yeah. That's probably for the God. best, honestly. <laughs> um, I, there's one more thing I want to talk about. And mm. this is this is that thing of, like, when, when people watched Game of Thrones who read the books, like yourself, mm-hmm. and you said, how are they going to do King's Landing? Right? Yeah. How are they going to interpret it? Um, how are they going to show the fucking battle of the, uh, you know, the green fire and all this shit? And yeah. how are they, right? Um, 
there is something about going into Duke Nukem 3D to that first fucking level mm-hmm. in VR. And you're like, you've been there. I've run that level hundreds of times. Right. But you go in and you're... You're in there. You're you're opening you're opening the bathroom door and shooting the fucking aliens and you're yeah. picking up the RPG and blowing apart the movie screen. Um, it is mind blowing. It, it's it's like visiting something that you know in your head. You know exactly how how it's laid out. Right. For right. me, it is episode, uh, levels one, two, and three of Duke Nukem 3D. I know the 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 creepy porno shop. Mm-hmm. Right. The peep shows. The booths. You're you get to go and see it. In there, I, I can't explain it. Well, it's, um, it is it is like in some way like a virtual tourism thing of like it's a place you've seen yeah. on screen and you actually get to walk around in it. And like, um, I don't know that I've had any old games that I've gone back to like that. I was thinking dude, about that, but like Skyrim so dude, would probably do that when I if I could try that. I would, I would I, remember I saw, that opening well enough that I could do that one. Yeah, um, there is something I bought Skyrim and Fallout Two VR. Bethesda must be very happy with me because I bought them at full price. Because oh yeah. I figured, sure, I'm going to support them bringing full games in. Todd um, Howard gets a new pool. Yep, sure. His, his eighth, his, <laughs> Todd Howard gets his eighth pool. That's right. Uh, and he's going to fill it with cheese wheels. Um, Beautiful. Um, there is something about it. You're in that cart and you get the sense of, oh my God, we're going down a slope. And oh my God, the trees are taller than me. And oh my God, this is how Riften looks. And here's yeah. how the Ratway looks. Um, this is how tall this tavern is, like, yeah. actually. And it doesn't just have this abstraction of scale from the flat screen like, yeah i f- i flinched when the dragon i knew the dragon's head was going to pump like push mm-hmm. through in the intro and breathe fire but i still flinched but when um, it's a size of a fucking mac truck in your vision i mean yeah i had that with um one of my earlier vr memories was there's a batman game on um mm. on psvr i think it might actually be on PSVR yes. at this point but there's a point where the joker's talking to you and the joker you know whatever i've seen him a billion times he doesn't scare me but when he's six feet tall and standing in front of you and he's oh, right yeah. in your face, it's just this completely different... And they didn't change anything about it. It's just the Arkham Knight yep. version of the Joker. He's just... They didn't make him scarier. They didn't whatever. But it just, like, it immediately hit that friend. Like, oh, I don't want to be anywhere near this guy. Yeah. And it's like, it's... It, there's so much added to the experience from, from the scale and the, the adjustability to move around the space in such a natural way that it is... Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing with VR, like, and, and I found this because I have a PSVR headset, is, like, there are games that are really cool and I've played for hours. You know, there are real games on VR and stuff. And, and Half-Life Alex is, like, my thing I want to play through as soon as I can get my hands on a headset. Um, but just seeing those little flashes in old games or in or in games that you've played 2D before, like, it's, it's really something. Like, there there is a level of immersion to VR that makes it, like, you know not usable for all people not usable for all situations because you oh, really yeah. are you're fucking dead to the world when you're in that yep. thing it's crazy like so the, on, on the rift headset you can double click um your menu button and it'll hmm. put you it'll put you in the pass-through mode oh cool so you can see through it yeah and it's so bizarre because it's yeah. like in black and white and right you know, yeah this the steam vr uh, the vibe does that which i yes. think is super cool because otherwise yeah with the psvr you have to pull it off your face and then go like oh i'm facing completely backwards now yeah and so they have bound you know you set your boundaries so you basically draw right. you draw out um your play area and when you get too close to the edge the wall comes into view yes um yes. and it's i i know you're dead to the world but dude it being able to like even in minecraft I've been playing the same Minecraft farm. Like, I built a mm-hmm. little farm. I've been playing that same map for, like, three years. Minecraft and, is so much cooler with scale. <laughs> like, oh that's my such God. a... It, I yeah. built... Yeah. It, you're, you're building... You're, it, 
I, I can't. I don't know. I sound like a crazy person. And it's That's, not that there's like I said, problems it's... with it. There's lots of problems. There's, you know, not everything works smoothly. There's head drag. But it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like, I bought an app that lets me... Basically, it walks you through a bunch of Everest expeditions. Oh, and they, they photogrammetry scanned in the entirety of Everest. So you can put yourself at human scale and put yourself anywhere on that fucking mountain. Yeah. And it's that, insane. to me, it was for nine bucks for me to be able to see, like, what... To look up at that and realize, oh, my God, people had to climb this fucking thing. And I'm seeing the scale that they're seeing. Right. Um, there are educational applications for this. There are. 100%. I, I, downloaded I would say file. almost more than for games in a yes. lot of cases. But yeah, yeah. It's, I was it's able amazing. to. I love, sp- I love space exploration. So, of course, I, down- I, I think I bought or downloaded the New York Times Apollo 11 thing. I got to mm. see the fucking lunar lander from what it would look like as an astronaut holding the camera as Buzz all. You know. That's it, awesome. <laughs> that that stuff, um, yeah. you know, putting pieces of art, getting to say, yes, this is what the Mona Lisa looks like in real life, or this is what this painting looks like. Right, or this um, is what the Louvre looks like, and you can walk around yep. and look at all these paintings, that, and look down through the glass pyramid and all that, yeah. How do you put a price on that, right? Like, for 300 bucks, I know in, in two years, whatever, and yeah, Facebook's yeah. scraping all of my data, but <laughs> if they're willing to subsidize this headset for me, I'll do that trade, sure. Um, yeah, it's it's it is an extraordinary technology that I I am glad it seems to at least have made a foothold. Like I don't, it, I, I think there was a thought uh, initially like this is going to be the next frontier and like we're all going to transition to VR. I don't know. And if I that, don't think I, we're I don't quite think there the yet. Yeah. But this is much more of a foothold than it's ever gotten before. And I think anybody who does use it, I almost unilaterally comes away with like this is amazing. Like even if it's not something they want to do all the time, it's not how they want to play every game. So but my, it is. My... My sister will be the it's test extraordinary. Case for me. Yeah, my, my sister will be the test case for me to see what she thinks of it, how she uses it, what's a use case for someone who's not a gamer, mm. um, but but wants to play ping pong with me in in the in COVID, right? In, right. in, the, in the pandemic. Um, that's the other thing I can't express to you. I my dad got VR. He's in his sixties. Yeah, right. You're telling me this and, you set a flight simulator and everything. Yes, and it blew his mind. He's like, I'm in the plane, blah, blah, blah. And, but when he came, so in Oculus, you have an apartment, basically. They give you an apartment that you customize and people can come over. And when he's when he spawned into my apartment, he was sitting and he was like looking away from me. And when he mm-hmm. when he saw him, when he heard me, he got up and he stood up and turned around and looked at me. And I could tell it was him by the way he moved. Yeah, because it and tracks that's really strange. even with the head tracking. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, the multiplayer stuff, the, which I have not seen a huge amount of in VR, but that stuff is another level of immersion that you know you cannot even come close to getting nope. to with a controller because it's because it's you're moving your arms you're moving your head you're if yeah. someone's talking to you right you're looking at them when they're looking at you like right um eye contact is like a thing it's yeah it's wild I, I just it's fascinating i again I, I got the rift s because not because of any official app is because i know people just fuck with it on the side right yeah. um, so the, the minecraft i use a thing a mod called vivecraft that mm. is not sanctioned by uh, Microsoft, right? It's it's you know um, the Duke Nukem 3D thing, not an official app. The Doom one, not an official app, right? Right, right. Um, I want to say Blood would also. I wonder if I can play Blood, the original. I mean, Blood. if you that can play Duke, you should be able to play any build engine game. So yeah, we'll see. Um, but that's the thing, right? It's not that there's any one killer app. It's that I have it, and I know weirdo, not weirdos, but like I know committed, passionate people are going to be like, hey, do you want to play? Do you want to play Kerbal Space Program in VR sketchily? Yes. I'll be like, fuck, yes, I Hell do. Yes. Absolutely, I want to go to, right? Um, yeah. That's the direction. It's it's more for me of just like, 
it's a it is the rejuvenating older games, porting existing stuff into it, and the stuff that's made specifically for it, all the better. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's, anyway. it's it's very cool, and and I think PC is definitely the most fertile landscape for it because unfortunately. Uh, PSVR seems to be on the back burner for Sony at the moment. Yeah, um, I, I mean, yes. Which is a weird thing, and this can transition into yes, please, the final ben, please game. transition into the, I, the, the saddest of, fact. Yeah, speaking of levels that I love and would love to walk around and see that I know like the back of my hand. Uh, Hitman Three came out uh, this last two weeks ago. No, yeah, last week. Um, there's there's one more. Can I just and, say one thing? Yeah, they are bringing the original Mist to oh, VR yes. and. You know I'm buying that shit. Oh hell yeah! You talk about a place I've been a billion times. And yes. Never got out so uh, <laughs> when that happens, Ben, I will. Be, but yes, please, please tell talk to us about the injustice of yeah. the PSVR exclusivity for Hitman Three. Right. So the, it's this incredibly odd thing. So this game launches on it's on PS4 also, but it, you know it's a kind of flagship PS5 title. They showed it with their stuff and whatever. And their the VR mode is exclusive to um, the PlayStation, which is bizarre because there is no psvr support on the playstation 5 so if you play hitman 3 in vr you have to download the ps4 version and then you can use it through the basically backwards compatibility that's built in that system and it is this it's it's this cool thing because like i thought ioi was just going to make like uh the sniper assassin mode from 2 like right. a, a stationary like you can look around but it's like a very limited version of hitman um kind of thing and that's not what they did they basically made you you can go through all the maps any ones that you own from the previous games also uh which is incredibly cool because i just want to go walk around sapienza forever oh in god, vr dude. oh my god oh my like, god so, dude yeah so like and as it stands right now basically what it does is it uses the uh ps4 controller which has like a light on the front of it and it tracks that so that's kind of your hand Huh. In addition to all the buttons on the controller. So it's kind of a weird control scheme. So you basically have control of 47's hand <laughs> with the motion controls. I've, I've seen a lot um, of people bonking people. Yeah. It's a very, like, silly, like... Because, you know, in normal Hitman, you, like, come up behind somebody, you, like, hit a prompt and you choke them out. And it looks very, like, well animated and everything. Mm-hmm. And in, in VR, you just put your both your hands out behind someone who doesn't notice you. And 47's hands just turn into a choking... Yeah. <laughs> the, a, a choking thing. Yes. And you just grab the model and just shake it like a ragdoll. Yeah. Like it looks so goofy, but it's so funny. And yeah, the other thing you can do is you can press R2 to make a fist at any point, And you can just bonk people. And yes. the, the the fist is just like extremely lethal in a way that your normal fists in the game are are not. And it's, it's this just incredibly cool way of playing the missions where you're in first person. So you get to see all the cool detail they put into all these all these locales and stuff and it's like you know the flat version is probably the way to actually play that game if you want to do silent assassin and do real shit yeah, but ben i want to walk around sapienza at night bro exactly but that's you can, what i like, want you can walk around sapienza and you can walk around paris or marrakesh or, or mumbai or, or miami or all these other and all the ones from the new game too and it's just like god that seems so awesome but it is ps4 only right now and that's probably because of the way baffling. it's built I suspect they will be able to port it to PS- PC VR at some point because it really is just all they have to do is put in support for those motion controllers. And theoretically, they could make it even more complicated if they want to because the motion controllers, you could grab stuff and I, I wonder what the whatever. spreadsheet. I wonder what the spreadsheet calculation is for IOI to be like, yes, right. please put PC, please put development resources into supporting the index, the, you know, like PC yeah. VR, please. And like, even if they left it neutered so you still were only using the one hand as as the PS controller. I could live with just, that. I could still live with it. I just yeah. want to be able to go around those levels in, uh, in, in PC. And the other thing is, since it's PSVR, like, the fidelity is in the crowd sizes and pop-in is, like, way 
out of whack because they had to lower it to make it run because it's the whole levels so like you know you can notice it with crowds and stuff especially they they um they pop in a lot closer and the yeah. draw distances are not as good but you know at the end of the day it, you still get to walk around those levels and it's um, dude I just imagine imagine so does that include hitman one levels as well yeah oh fuck Hitman 1, 2, and 3. So it's Dude, just, imagine going, yeah. climbing the tower in Sapienza with a fucking sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the new one, you start, the first mission is on this, like, Burj Khalifa, like, uh, uh, Dubai map where you're, like, on the side of a skyscraper, Mission Impossible style, where you start, and I'm just like, oh, man, that'd be so wild in VR. So, like, I am, I am bummed that that is not a PC thing. Not that I have my card is not quite up to pc vr standards right yet, so i need to get through that whole mess of buying a new video card first hey but. can we can we do shout out to all the fucking scalpers that yeah fucking shit 50? assholes yeah fuck you well oh also because of them i couldn't also get a ps5 if i wanted one to play it on oh, that no, version no ben are you are you willing to pay 250 percent markup on ebay reseller shocking no, no. then no, fuck not. you these th- these people are cancer it's yeah, just like a hundred percent I mean, this... it, 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 it's, yeah, it's incredibly frustrating, especially because with video cards, it's like both because the market was already hot because people really want those cards, but now it's even, you know, exponentially worse because of the scalpers and all that. Okay, so it's just, it sucks. But uh, hopefully it's by the time bad. that clears out and I get my, my a newer video card and, and maybe they'll add that stuff into PC, Hitman 3, but... So that's a kind of a bummer. It's a really cool thing they did, and I really want to try more of it. And it's it's really fun um, th- that they did that. But also, you know, the good news is Hitman Three by itself is pretty fucking good. So I've uh, I have finished it. It's a um, it is kind of the same as as the last two. It's a collection of of six locales, and uh, you know they are definitely meant to be played multiple times. They have all the different mission stories and all the other stuff that the other games had. The only big difference with Three is they. There is more story missions that kind of twist some of the mechanics. Um, there's a mission in a, a nightclub that basically, instead of uh, you're like being hunted by agents, so you have to like suss them out of the crowd. So it's not like a normal mission where you have your targets before you start. It's more like you go in and in the field, you kind of figure out what to do. Right. And that one's really cool. Um, and then there's uh, there's one in a, a winery in um, is it uh, oh god where is it. Uh, it's Mendoza is the name of the place, but I can't remember. It's somewhere in South America. Um, and that's just like an all-timer map. It's just like so good. And it's like, that's a classic Hitman map where it's just this big sprawling estate with a winery. You can I mean, Hitman people... Blood Money had that fucking uh, vineyard. There is a history yeah. of really good vineyards. So that's the weird thing I kind of started to notice. They, have, they are hitting a lot of the things they did in the older games. Like the nightclub stuff was from Hitman Contracts. And so it feels like they went back to some... And the, the Dartmoor, the kind of Agatha Christie mansion is in, in Contracts also. So it's like they went back to some older ideas and did them up in this new version. And they just, they're so good. They're such great levels. They're so big and well detailed. And they've gotten so good at like writing all the incidental dialogue between everybody you come across. I I did see one where where 47 is out on a balcony and there's some chick, uh, some woman like talking about like someone being, someone standing her up. And Hitman just kind of is like, well, you know, like he's just giving her like. You can actually talk with people at points. Yeah, there's a, a, yeah, in the Chongqing, the the Hong Kong level, there's a couple of people you can just have conversations with as 47, which is pretty funny. Because normally the only time 47 talks is during the mission stories, and it's always a bunch of puns about how he's going to kill people. Yeah. It's very very funny, but it's not like. (laughs) So this one just like, they just honed in even better on a lot of the, the mission design, like. It's just, it's great. Like, it's a bunch of, it's a, 
at least four or five more really great maps to you know the collection they already had from the first two um and i you know i do think they leave they they wrap it up in a place that they could easily make more maps but they don't need to make more story um so that's good um the the final mission is kind of weird it's essentially like a train it's a very weird hitman level for this version of hitman because it's completely linear does it use the Uh, technology from uncharted where the train goes on forever it seems like it yeah (laughs) it's a very snow it's they also put it in a snowstorm so they don't have to make a lot of background so it's just snow piercer yeah, yeah, you're just fighting your way to the front of the train, and it's it's just story stuff, does, and it's a does very forty seven jam his arm into the machinery. Oh no, <laughs> no, not that okay. I know. Of. Does and Captain that's... America show up and jam his arm in? Yes, he does, and he has his shield. <laughs> uh-huh. He stops the train. <laughs> yep, no, but it's 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 a, it is a jarring kind of end because it's the last mission of the whole series, and it's just this like hallway basically. Um, but it's fine. It gets the job done. You get the story done, and then then you go back to. Uh, to the Dartmoor Manor and you disguise yourself as a detective and install the nap- Agatha Christie mystery and you don't care. <laughs> so it's just like nice. the, the stuff they put in the maps that are like really big are, are really great. And I just, I am patiently waiting for them to figure out how to get my steam Hitman two stuff in so I can have all those maps and have it all oh. under one roof. Um, but it's great. I mean, I love Hitman to pieces. You would talk about a game. that's about poking the onion or peeling the onion or whatever. Like, but you, just... you never, I never, even just like you said, Walking around Sapienza, it doesn't yeah. matter if I'm doing like a contract or like a user contract. It's just being there, knowing yeah. like knowing how the clock works, knowing how the machinery works. It's right? so satisfying, and it's so satisfying yeah. to start to realize like, ah, oh, yes, this waiter will be in this closet by themselves at this point. I'll take them there, and yeah, you know that that's just planning stuff that accumulates over playing the levels over and over again is is fantastic. And and you know, IOI, um, they're working on their Bond thing now. Um, but I think they, they they opened a second studio last year, I think, uh, to work only on Hitman stuff. So they're going to keep doing escalations and elusive targets and all that stuff. And they said, like, now that they're all under one umbrella, they can go back to the old maps and do more elusive targets there and, and all sorts of other stuff. So Very I'm, stoked. I'm excited for the future of that franchise. And, uh, I, yeah, they, they, they killed it. They did a really great third installment. I, it was also their highest-selling, best-reviewed of the trilogy and, and they are independent now they are no yep. long, they, they haven't been under square enix for a while right ioi published that game which is pretty crazy <laughs> see um, do you see why i finished with hitman bandits because now i'm like on cloud nine now i'm like fuck yeah, yeah. it's good it's I, good story it's the it's a it's the um you know the european developer that's coming out on top on this one <laughs> um, god damn it yeah they did a really fucking great job i mean they've been doing a fucking great job for a while with that series but like the vr plus like wrapping it all up and like a bunch of uh, several more really great levels like i'm just uh very happy with that series at the moment so hell yeah it's, um, it's great I, I think we should leave it there ben i think i'm gonna end yeah. on this high note again yeah. i'm gonna go hit my hitman three um so wait yes. so will my progress come over like all my tools and unlocks from one and two from two not from one i don't know why one doesn't come over but one didn't come into two but yeah all my two stuff did transfer over into one even though i can't play the levels yet because they haven't unlocked on the epic store because that's the other thing is hitman 3 is only on epic oh so you buy you buy it there basically and then you can link your steam stuff okay it remembers and the if you buy it on on epic now i think until the third of february you get the first set of maps for free there and then i think that if you own two on Steam, they're getting a version that'll make it so those go in too. So eventually, oh shit, I guess I got to get that sooner rather than later. The world of assassination, yeah. So it's uh, and I think it's there for a year on Epic. So yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So be it, Ben. Uh, so be it. 
I very much hope this this nightmare of video card shortages runs out because yes. uh, you and me in VR. Um, I want to be your Duke like Nukem 3D. I want to be your fucking dude in the rally cars, like oh, hard dude. right, thirty degrees. So, so <laughs> total, just total sidebar in VR chat. If mm. you ever fucked with VR chat, they have rooms that they're basically like rooms, quotey fingers, but really it's just Half Life One mods. Yeah. So in Half Life One, Half Life kid, the kids these days don't remember Half Life One mods, <laughs> but right. they had you know Half Life Rally, Action mm-hmm. Half, like just these like science and industry, these fucking batch. You you basically loaded up, you loaded into a Team Fortress, and you didn't know if there was going to be Family Guy sound effects oh, yeah. or gravity was going to be reversed. Or um, there is one where you can fly planes. And you can get into the cockpit with the person in the passenger oh, seat. Man. Um, yeah, that, it's a I, huge I, map. Uh, I think they've been saying they're working on co-pilot stuff for, for Flight Sim. I don't know if they would allow two VR headsets in the same thing, but that would be wild. Yeah, uh, the, I, I hope that all this hardware shortage bullshit... Oh, by the way, tariffs are still fucking us on that. So memory oh, yeah. will also be going up in, in price. Uh, um, well, luckily I've got enough of that stuff. But Yes. But for other people who are like, oh, VR sounds great, John. Too bad I can't do fuck all about it because yeah, right? my rig can't run it and I can't get a new video card. Uh, wah, wah. God damn it, son. But still, I, yeah. I think Hitman 3 will tide me over uh, yeah. until we all have VR and we can transcend our meat and become yeah. cyber's presence. I'm just going to go live in that rave in Berlin for the rest of my life. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, right, ben, I, I, I'm going to call it there. Uh, all right. Anything good. else? Anything no? else? I think that's it. I, I was trying to think if there's any games coming out soon that I want, but I can't think of anything. So, goddamn son. All right, take us such. Up, it man. is. All right, we are out. <laughs>